Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, practically everyone celebrates Christmas in some way or another. Even those who do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ are still influenced by the Christmas spirit. It's a season in which people's feelings and emotions are affected. For some, Christmas is all about Santa, Christmas trees and lights and receiving gifts. Especially for children, the Christmas season can be very exciting. Many people experience the Christmas season as an enjoyable and a relaxing time. But others do not experience Christmas in such a positive way. Perhaps it's because it's a time of year that brings back sad memories. Memories of good times in the past, which are gone forever. Some do not experience the Christmas season positively because it brings home to them how sad or miserable their life has become. Instead of being the season of good cheer, Christmas for them is a gloomy, a depressing time. They can't wait for life to get back to its normal routines. As Christians, we also have feelings and emotions. At this time of year, we are also affected, be it positively or negatively, For some of us, the Christmas season is a happy time. For others, it can be touched with sadness. Yet it's important for us to reflect on what it is that makes us happy or sad at this time of year. We should be careful not to romanticize Christmas. It's a celebration not governed by fantasy, but by facts. Christmas is not just about our human feelings. It's a matter of faith. Today, we remember the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. We rejoice in God's gift of his dearly loved Son. Christ came into this world to give peace to men. We rejoice in the fact that he came to save us from our sins. Jesus came to give us hope, even in times when we're often confronted with suffering and sorrow. And so today we may reflect on the real meaning of Christmas. The question facing us this morning is this. How do we react to the good tidings of great joy that the Savior was born Our text this morning gives us direction in this. Tells us the reaction of the shepherds on that first Christmas morning, some 2,000 years ago. From them we learn about how we also are to respond to the glad tidings of salvation. I preach you the word of God under the following theme. The shepherds teach us how to respond to the good news of Jesus' birth. We'll see how the shepherds went in faith how they witnessed with joy, and how they worshipped in awe. Our text this morning speaks of the reaction of the shepherds to the glad tidings of Christ's birth. To understand the situation, it's good to consider what had happened to them. The shepherds were caring for their sheep at night in an area surrounding Bethlehem. It was dark out. Perhaps some of the shepherds were even asleep. And then suddenly, something wondrous, something miraculous happened. 
an angel appeared before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. The night went from black to white, from darkness to light. You can imagine how this startled the shepherds. Luke tells us they were terrified, and their reaction is understandable. Having the majestic brilliance of God's glory shine all around you would be an awesome thing to behold. Something so great, so glorious, so otherworldly, it would provoke fear in the heart of any human being. And then the angel spoke. He told the shepherds not to be afraid. He said, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The angel helps the shepherds to overcome their terrible fear by bringing a message of great joy. He announces the birth of the Lord Jesus to them. He tells them that the one on whom Israel had pinned her hope and expectation had finally come. The Messiah had been born. Israel's king had arrived. He was born in Bethlehem in the city of David. He'd come in fulfillment of the Lord's promises made to his people Israel. The angel gave the shepherds a sign to confirm that what he said to them had really taken place. He told them, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Luke goes on to tell us of how a multitude of angels appeared to the shepherds, praising God. They sang glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. After that, the angels departed. They went back to heaven. The shepherds were once more surrounded by the darkness of the night. The question now is, how would they respond? Luke is good at recording the responses of various people to an angelic visitation. Zechariah's response to the angel's visit in the temple was one of unbelief. He could not believe that the Lord would grant him and Elizabeth a child in their old age. Mary's response to the angel Gabriel's proclamation that she would bear a child through the working of the Holy Spirit was one of faith. She saw herself as the Lord's servant. She said, let it, me, let it be to me according to your word. So how about the shepherds? How did they respond? The things they had seen and heard were almost too incredible to believe. Luke records their reaction in verse 15 of our text. The shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They were saying to each other, we've got to go. We've got to go to Bethlehem. We've got to see what has happened. The shepherd's response is one of faith. Our text makes that very clear. The shepherds do not speak about the words that the angels spoke to them. They knew angels were messengers from the Lord. And so they speak about that which the Lord has told them about. They believed God had spoken to them. And so they also obeyed God's word. 
The Lord had told them that they would find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And so they went to find him. The shepherds went in faith. They went because they believed the glad tidings that the Lord had made known to them. God had given them a sign to confirm the heavenly message. They would find a baby in the place where they often kept their sheep penned at night during winter. The shepherds knew where to go. They also knew it was unheard of for a baby to be born in a sheep pen, for him to be laid down in a manger for a crib. Normally, you don't find babies lying in a manger. In a manger, you find slop. Shepherds knew all about animal feeding areas and how dirty they were. For them to find a newborn baby wrapped in pieces of cloth, lying in a manger, would be confirmation of the glorious message that the Messiah had been born. The shepherds went in faith to the newborn baby, Christ the Lord. And you know what, beloved? They found him. Luke explicitly makes the point. In verse 16 of our text, Luke writes, They went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Besides the heavenly proclamation, God opened the shepherds an earthly confirmation. Just as the angel had said, they found Jesus wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. To find a baby at this unexpected location was proof for the shepherds that the good news of salvation was true. And do you know what that good news was? Well, the angel proclaimed it. He said there was born in the town of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Jesus came to save us from our sins, from the penalty we deserve because of our sins. He came to save us from the wrath of God, from condemnation and hellfire. The good news of great joy is that the child was born, that the child was born who could save us from our sins and from the power of the evil one. The multitude of angels sang about it. They glorified God because he sent his son to bring peace to men on whom God's favor rests. Striking, beloved, that this message did not come to the high and the mighty in the land. It came to these lowly shepherds caring for their sheep in the fields of Bethlehem. Shepherds were a despised class in Israel. They were unskilled, uneducated, untrained. They were not permitted to give evidence in the courts because they were considered untrustworthy men. The pious in Israel were forbidden to buy wool, milk, or meat from these men because it would give them an opportunity to steal from those who owned the sheep. It's to these humble men that God first announced the birth of his dearly beloved son. In chapter 2 of his letter, James instructs us not to show favoritism based on people's riches or on their social standing. James writes, Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which, is, which he has promised to those who love him? These shepherds may have been poor men, 
lacking in social status, but they were rich in faith. They believed that the child lying in the manger in Bethlehem was the promised seed of David, the long-awaited Messiah. Do you believe that too? That the Messiah, who is Christ the Lord, came into this world to save you from your sins? You see, beloved, it's so easy for us to be overcome by feelings and emotions during this Christmas season, either happy ones or sad ones. But it's important for us to reflect on the real meaning of Christmas. The central fact we remember today is that the Savior, Christ the Lord, was born. Let us believe it. For it's through faith in the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, that God grants us life and joy and peace. In our first point, we've seen how the shepherds went up in faith in response to the glad tidings they heard. In our second point, we'll see how they also witnessed with joy. The shepherds' hearts were bursting with the good news of salvation. Perhaps you know the feeling. You've received great news. You've heard something that fills your heart with joy. Can you keep it to yourself? No, the news is too good. Perhaps you've waited nervously for test results from the doctor. They come back positive and you're ecstatic. You want to share the good news with family and friends. Perhaps you're expecting a baby or a grandchild. It's great news. And because your heart is full, you want to spread the good news. Well, that's how it was with the shepherds. They'd heard the glad tidings of great joy from the angel. He told them that the Savior was Christ, the Lord was born. They had witnessed the multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. They had gone to the sheep pens near Bethlehem. They found the Lord lying in a manger. The Messiah had come. The Redeemer of Israel was born. Their hearts overflowed with excitement with amazement, with joy. The shepherds could not keep these things to themselves. In our text, Luke tells us that when they had seen Jesus, they made known the saying that they had been told, that had been told them concerning this child. And so the shepherds served as the first evangelists. They went everywhere and said, the Savior has been born, the Savior has been born. They shared the good news that the angel told them that in the city of David, a child was born who was Christ the Lord. They told their story far and wide. Now, shepherds were not generally the most respected and trusted people in Israel. As we saw earlier, they were held in low esteem. And yet, their message went out. It was a great surprise to the people who heard it. What? Our king is born in Bethlehem, and he's lying in a manger? What is it that these men are telling us? Luke notes that the shepherd's story had an impact on the people to whom they spoke. Verse 18 of our text says, And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. That word wondered means to marvel, to be astonished. The shepherd's words caused a stir 
Because of what they said, the people were amazed. The birth of the Messiah in Bethlehem was something completely unexpected. It became the talk of the town. And yet the Bible doesn't say anything about the townspeople going to see the baby Jesus. It appears that they didn't make the effort to go and look. The shepherd's tale may have appeared too incredible. Our text also tells us about Mary's response to the shepherd's visit. It says that Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. What a night Mary experienced when she gave birth to her firstborn son. First, there was no room in the inn. She delivered her baby in a sheep pen and laid him in a manger. And then a group of shepherds appeared at the door wanting to see her baby. The shepherds would have told their story. It's likely that Mary and Joseph would have confirmed the good news with their own stories. The angel of the Lord had also appeared to them. First to Mary, telling her she would bear a son who would be great and sit on the throne of his father David. Later to Joseph, confirming to him that he should take Mary as wife. For the child she was expecting was of the Holy Spirit. The fact that Mary treasured up all these things shows us that she held on to the words of the gospel in faith. The fact that she was pondering them in her heart shows she still didn't fully understand everything that was happening. It took Mary some time to come to a full grasp of the gospel. She did not always understand or believe who Jesus was or what he was doing. But she kept mulling things over, believing Jesus was the Son of God, trying to understand what this meant. In the end, Mary came to a full and certain faith in Jesus as her Savior and Lord. After Christ's ascension, she gathered with the believers and worshipped. The shepherds were simpler men who had a more immediate response to the gospel. They heard it, they believed it, they investigated it, and when they were satisfied that it was true, they celebrated it and shared it. Now you may be like the shepherds in that you are quick to respond to the good news of Jesus' birth. Or you may be like Mary in that you needed to ponder the message before it took root in your heart. But once you believe the gospel, you need to respond to it. Faith in the gospel message must be celebrated. doesn't matter what your outward circumstances in life may be. Christmas time may not be a happy time for you. Perhaps your life is full. Perhaps it's not. And the fact that God's son, Jesus Christ, was born in Bethlehem cannot leave you unmoved. It is good news of great joy. A Savior came to redeem us from our sins, to restore us to fellowship with God. He came bringing peace and hope for all who believe in him. Beloved, if you stop thinking about yourself for a while and consider that Christ was willing 
to humble himself, to become a man, even to suffer and die for us. That will bring joy to any believer's heart. If you believe the gospel, you also will not be able to shut up about it. Then just like the shepherds, you need to tell the story. If like the shepherds, our hearts are overflowing with joy and gratitude at the good news that a Savior was born, then like them, we'll pass on the good news to neighbors and friends. In Luke 6, 45, Jesus said, The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Christmas story is the best story for the world. The Christmas story is the best story in the world for fallen mankind. The angel called it good tidings of great joy that will be for all the people. It's a story of God's love in sending his only son into this world as a savior. Beloved, let us tell the story. Let us speak with those around us and tell the good news of the Savior's birth. There's so many people around us who no longer know the real meaning of Christmas. For them, Christmas means parties and presents, decorations and lights. Perhaps they might still recognize that originally Christmas was a celebration of the birth of Christ. But most simply don't understand why Christ came into this world. They don't see him as a savior from sin. They don't realize he came to bring true peace, to restore us to communion with God. Like the shepherds, let us witness with joy. Let us share the good news of salvation with all those around us. This brings us to our final point. And we'll see that shepherds' final response to the good news of Christ's birth. They worshipped in awe. Luke tells us the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told. Here we have the climax of the Christmas story. This is what the Lord envisaged from the beginning. That his name would be praised, not just by angels, but by people. That he would receive praise and adoration for all his mighty deeds of salvation. Do you remember how it started? With the mighty angelic host singing, glory to God in the highest. See how it now ends. With joyful men going on their way glorifying and praising God. It is praise from his people that God seeks. More important to him than the beautiful song of the angels is the simple praise of his children on earth. Our chief purpose in life is to glorify God. That's why we were first created. That's also why God has redeemed us so that we may give thanks and praise to his holy name. Beloved, we have so much for which to thank and praise the Lord. 
We worship God for his wondrous works of redemption, for sending his Son into this world as our Savior and Lord, for working in the gospel of grace into our hearts so we may share in the blessings of Christ. It's as the Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter 2, God has called us from out of darkness into his marvelous light. The main reason we have for worshiping God is that he had caused his light to shine on us through Jesus Christ. Beloved, it happens on special days like today that we're still often struck more by the darkness of this world than by the light of Christ. There is the darkness of sickness, of loneliness, of sorrow and despair. Our hearts may be heavy because a loved one's no longer with us or because loved ones have strayed from the service of God. For some, Christmas is filled with great sadness because of the brokenness of this life. We have trouble rejoicing. The birth announcement of God's Son doesn't cause us much joy. Well, let me tell you a secret. Let me share something with you that will give you hope. Soon, an angel will come to make another announcement. The trumpet of God will sound forth. The voice of an archangel will ring out. You know what the message will be? He's going to announce the return of Jesus Christ on the clouds of heaven. The Lord Jesus is coming again. In Revelation 21, John speaks about how he saw the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. It is this wondrous city that Christ is preparing as our eternal home. Christ is coming to live with us. He is coming to dispel the darkness of sin and Satan. He will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death, nor mourning, nor crying, nor pain. Instead, God will cause us to dwell in the midst of his glorious light. And so we see, beloved, that we have cause for great rejoicing. In the first place, because Jesus Christ has come into this world because he came to save us from sin and death. We also rejoice because our Lord is coming again, coming to take us from this world, to make us share in his eternal glory. How rich we are to share in the blessings of our Savior. Let us believe the good tidings of great joy that we've heard this morning. Let us tell the story of how the Savior has come into this world to all those around us. Let us thank and praise God continually for all his mighty works. That's the response that God desires from his grateful children. Amen.